Welcome to Coopy Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, I'm only as hip as my guests. And I have to tell you, I went back east, as I told you. I went down to see my mom in the home she's at, and it was great to see her. And I took a train to Virginia, and I'm in Richmond, Richmond, Virginia, where my sister lives. And so I'm, I go down Friday. I'm leaving Sunday. I, I stay so I can go to my nephew's play. Well, I'm thinking it's in a church, and she's like, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's near the church, and she said, it's a play, and they serve, you know, it's a lunch, like, it's sort of like a lunch theater type thing, so I'm all excited, so I go down, first of all, I go into this, it's like this room, like, it's, like, like, they have card tables set up, and there's not even a stage, and I'm thinking, all right, well, you know, it is, it is, you know, no problem, and the play is, like, 35 minutes, and, and it was, I thought it was written by, like, the kids of the church, like teenagers, my nephew's in uh, 10th grade. But no, I find out it's like some guy walking around in the back and I'm like, how did an adult write this? So I'm sitting there and that's, that's not, I'm like, you know, you got to go watch, no problem. But then I go, well, what's for lunch? And she goes, ham biscuits. Now I guess down in the South, ham biscuits are really big. Well, let me tell you something, what a ham biscuit is. A ham biscuit is basically a slider, but it's got one piece of ham that felt like it was burnt. It was sliced. No mustard. It's this piece of ham on this biscuit that when I got on the phone, I felt like a sinker from going fishing was in my stomach. I had two ham biscuits. And I'll tell you something. I will never have a ham biscuit again. And that's all I'm saying. You know, so if you're down south, if you know of a good ham biscuit, send me it. Mail me it. I'll eat a two-day-old ham biscuit because it's better than this crap. Anyway, that was my Christmas. It was fun, though. Anyway, so we have a great show. We have a, a, an actor who was on a while ago. And uh, I just, you know, it, it was he came on at the end of the, the first season of a show he's on. Second season, he got a much bigger part, which he had said when he was leaving the first season. We're going to find out these little dark secrets. You know, he's not like the nicest guy. And now they just got picked up for the third season. The show's murder in the first. And my guess is Lombardo Boyar. How you doing? Hello, hello. What's up, Coop? So, no, no. Now, you're you're a Latino. Yeah. Now, is there... I'm Mexican, man. You can say it. Yeah, I like to say that. <laughs> is, is there anything comparable to what I could explain as a ham biscuit? Is there anything? I mean, like... Well, you know, you were talking and I was laughing over here because uh, that's what I ate before I came here. I ate leftover Christmas ham. But no, yeah. <laughs> but but just... I've had the biscuit. Yeah, you put it just between... Uh, yeah. But it was like, it wasn't even good. It was like dried nothing. ham. Yeah. Now, did you put any mustard or anything on your ham? No, I just just ham and uh, mashed potatoes. Yeah, but Christmas... Oh, see, at least... I'm, but yeah. Christmas ham is good. Yeah. Now, did, now, did you have a good Christmas? Now, you're, how old's your little ones? Um, one, one and a half and three. My daughter turned three November 16th. So now, do they... I don't like it. Well, yeah, did it get older? Well, she's over it, but she's out of the terrible too. Yeah. Now, do they do they understand the whole concept of Christmas at that age? Or is I mean, yeah, no, she loved it this year, and even her birthday this year, the third birthday. I mean, she really was just blown away and like had her fa- her hands up to her face, like she couldn't believe she was getting all this attention, and she loved. It. Of course, when she was two, she just bawled. You know, she they just cry when they're that young. They don't understand. You know, it's like, what is this? Ah! Right. Yeah. But they loved it. I mean, they, you know, she really enjoyed Christmas. My son's kind of like, yeah, I got new toys, you know, big deal. And then they fight over the toys. That's what I'm dealing with right now. Now, now yeah, no, so, but, but they're at least a boy and girls. If they're both uh, girls, that would suck me like, I want that doll. I want that doll. You know, it's no, crazy. but they still do it. He still wants what she has. And really? Like, oh, and I, oh, let me tell you, as a Mexican man, there's nothing better than watching your son put on <laughs> a frozen cape and seeing Let It Go. <laughs> <laughs> That's very big in the Mexican community. I know that. That's yeah, a... <laughs> no, I love it. Love it. Now, now, but yeah, he's you know he's growing up with an older sister, so he. But that's you, what he's learned. You said no tamales. No tamales. Yeah, that's mom. like that's like the big. That's the biggest thing is you know yeah. I used to go to this. I occasionally go to this bar, Black Eye. I guess I would watch the Eagles games. Right. But I became go Cowboys. Yeah, they've both been awful. <laughs> I know. And they held them. Me and Joe were watching the game Sunday, and I'm like, all right. So and it always happens the same way. You know, I went. I said, well, we got back in town, so. Trader Joe's in New Jersey doesn't serve liquor. So I wanted to get their Christmas beer. I was all right. right. So I get right. it. So I said, oh, have fun. So I sit down, pour it in a little, it's Belgium, put it in a little glass. I'm sitting there and her mama gave me an Eagle's blanket fleece. <laughs> so I have that on me with my jersey that she gave me two years ago. And I'm on the, on the, I'm on the chair with the ottoman, sipping my beer. Right. They go down, they score. I'm like, yes. And then it happens all the time. They fell apart. And by the end, we're like, screw this stuff. Yeah. Screw this. But, uh, my, 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 I, used to, I used to watch football. I used to go to this bar, and there was a couple I used to see, and she used to make tamales. And I guess right. in, in the Mexican culture, when you make tamales, you don't make five tamales. You make 500. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it starts, you know, the night before, the prep and all that. And actually, I think uh, it's more traditional to make it for New Year's Eve, actually. That's okay. when they do it. So, yeah, New Year's, you know, uh, the moms will be up, you know, all night and sisters and prepping everything and cooking. Yeah, because they got to, you know, they sit in the, in the uh, 
they boil for a while, whatever you call it. Um, I don't know, but they you have steam all, them. Yeah, yeah, you got to steam them. But the prep, you got to make the masa, which is the dough and all that stuff. It's it's a big process. Now, is your mom gonna make them? No, my mom's not really. My mom actually retired as a truck driver, so she's. I mean, she cooks. She cooks really well, but she's never been that type to you know fuss or make yeah. that kind of stuff. My grandma gonna, did. My sister does. I was gonna be outside your door. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, man, Lombardo, you got any tamales? Yeah. yeah, I want some tamales. And they'll go, who's this crazy it's guy? Good. I'm going to be craving tamales now when I leave. Thanks, Yeah, see, that's well, all right. <laughs> so now, now, now we talked, you know, you started acting right. at, you, you were in the service. I was in the service, yeah. I got out of uh, 82nd Airborne in 94, September 94, and then uh, 95, I decided I want to be an actor. And so it, was, it a, was it a big life choice? Or what, what drew, oh, yeah, what drew, what drew you to that, though? I mean, I always thought of doing it growing up, you know, and then I, ultimately it's just the old, you know, the saying, like, I didn't want to be, you know, on, on, you know, be an old person and wonder if I could have done it, you know, and then it's like, uh, you know, I grew up in El Paso and then when I lived here, I lived in Southgate or Paramount. So those are communities really that like, you know, it's not really there. I mean, you could do theater or take, you know, speech, you know, but no one really looks at it as a career in those areas. It just seems something that's so far fetched, you know, like oh, I could never do that. Um, but then, you know, once I got out of the military, which it was a great life experience, but I just what, would never stand. What made it so great? The great life experience, I guess it was kind of my college. I mean, I grew up, you know, I left home and I, I had to become a man, you know, and it taught me a lot of discipline. Uh, before that, I think what it taught me more than anything is what I don't like. And I don't like working hard, Coop. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> like physically. I mean, uh, not only that, but it's just there was a lot of people in there that were in there that were too scared to get out. You know, they, they didn't want to get out of the military. They were trapped because, you know, they just, you know, you go in there, you get married, you have a kid. And now you trying to, you want to get out in four years, and now you're getting out there with a family, and you have nothing. I mean, you're right. starting from scratch. So they come up to you and they say, "We'll give you ten thousand, fifty, probably fifteen, twenty thousand dollar bonus now to resign." You know, and that's that's a little bit easier. So you resign, you get twenty grand, but now you're stuck in there for another four years, and you hate it. You know, so there's a lot of people that were unhappy, uh, but the ones that really did love it, I respected. But when I got out, I said to myself, "I never want to be that miserable at work." Right. You know, and I, I realized the only way I'm going to do that is to do something that I love that I'm really into. So I said, that's it. I'm doing it. I even started going to a community college. I was going to be a physical therapist, you know, or uh, and then then I changed my mind. I was going to go be a chiropractor. Um, but then none of it. I started going to school and I just, just was not happy. And I just said, you know what? Screw this. I felt bad because I felt like I had to use my college fund because I had it. Right. But you know what I mean? But you could take acting classes. Nah, well, I mean, I have to go to college. It's only right. going to be a college. You can't really, they're not going to pay for Juilliard or yeah, anything else. And, and, yeah. And a community college isn't going to really have a great exactly. course for you. Uh-huh. Now, so. what's funny is, is that, you know, it was probably it was probably scarier getting into acting than it was getting into the military, which you shouldn't think that way, but right, because yeah. it's, it's probably a much... I mean, it's probably a much harder course because in the military, you know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, exactly. And you know how much you, you get paid and you know when you're eligible for a, a promotion. So, you know, then that's what I didn't like. You know, everything was too mapped out. Right. You know, and like I knew I could not get a promotion until I was in two years. You know, everything's on a time limit and then you have to be up for it and there could be a guy ahead of you. And there's politics in there, too. You know, like I was passed over once because I was the Mexican guy. And I hate to say that in 93, but then, you know, that still happened then. You know, this guy, he was the captain's driver, so he got promoted before me because he's a captain's driver. <laughs> yeah, that's bullshit. And that's it. Now, but, you said because you were the Mexican guy. Well, how have you noticed, because I, I had a, a, a son, Chris Bala, on who's a, uh, Indian. Yeah. Who's noticed that the roles have changed a lot. Oh, yeah. For you, okay, because when you started out getting roles, have you noticed, have, have the has the role of a Mexican changed a lot? And do you think it's going in the right direction? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, and I think it's also, for me, it comes with age. You know, as you get older, the roles get better. You know, you get to play men as opposed to just punks or, <laughs> you know. And that's unfortunate. You know, they write, you know, a lot of, you know, and, and they're out there. That's the thing. Uh, my favorite question is when I play a bad guy or something like that. People are like, oh. My favorite is when other actors are like, oh, but did you get tired of getting stereotyped? You know, that's the first thing. And it's like, no, I'm pretty happy I got the job. Right. <laughs> I would I would say, I would say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. Getting tired of being unemployed. Yeah. So I'll take it because that's yeah. like anything. I mean, and that's what people always say. And it's, I always like to say it, it it's acting. Yeah. And that, that's what always cracks me up is people sit there, you know, I see your pictures on Facebook. Yeah. You know, I saw you when you were in Joe Schmo. You played yeah. a gangbanger. Yeah. You know what? You're not a gangbanger. No, that's you know, the thing. Gangbangers don't wear hats oh, and black, black no. Chuck Taylors. No, they don't, don't. And that's like me. It's like, you know, people always think I'm Jewish and yeah. they go, you're not. And I go, well, yeah, but if I played a Jewish guy, it would have made a difference. And that's the thing people don't understand. It's like you get in this profession to do, to act. To act, So yeah. if someone says, hey, I mean, think about it. Would you rather play a gangbanger 
or a pedophile. Well, you mm-hmm. know what? It's all acting, and I'd rather play, if I was Mexican, a gangbanger than right. a pedophile, but you have to take those roles. Right, definitely. And the thing is, too, exactly like you said, and it really, I don't think when, you know, guys that, that play bad guys usually don't get enough credit for the acting because I think they just assume, oh, that's him. Right. You know, oh, that's that's got to come natural. You know what I mean? That's probably how he is in real life. So, uh, so yeah, sometimes he gets sick. But, you know, bottom line is, I just want to do a great job. And, you know, those guys are out there. And, and I just always try to find the, the human being in the person. You know, what do they love? Right. Well, you know, but, why are they doing what they're doing? And, you know, usually it's a pretty good reason, you know. And you play some different roles. I mean, you were in um, the, 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 the uh, I'm escaping my mind, the, uh-huh. the military one. Over there? Oh. oh yeah, over there I did that. Also Botchko, Botchko's been very good to me. Yeah, so no, so yeah, so Botchko did over there. Yeah. Now were you and because Botchko is such a you know great name in TV. Were, yeah. Were you, when you were up for it originally over there, yeah. Were you familiar with how big Botchko is? Because a lot of people I think you know they don't really. If you're an actor, you, I don't think you always pay a lot of t- attention to the creator. You know, you may think yeah, about different stuff. Right. You, know, you think about the actors, because it's just an actor thing. Like, writers pay attention more to the writers yeah. and what they write. Were you familiar with Botchko? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, mean uh, when I started, like, 95, 96, when I started getting in, I mean, he was still doing NYPD Blue. And I, I did NYPD Blue three times as three different characters. You know, that's the type of guy he is. If, if he likes you, most shows you do it once, and that's it. You know, they won't bring you back. Because they're like, oh, someone's going to pick out that it's the same guy or something like that. Well, Botchko... He's very loyal, and if he likes you, you know, he brings you back. And uh, I'm very fortunate that he likes me. Um, but no, I mean, when you, he was still on the 20th Century Fox lot. So when you went there, I mean, you were going to the Botchko building. I mean, it, it was a big deal, and it was in the back. And he had almost the whole back of it. I don't know if you know 20th Century lot, but in the back, there's different buildings there. It's just casting now, but that used to be all Botchko. Okay. So, yeah, when you went there, it was... It was pretty intimidating. Yeah, it was evident. Yeah, you know, Stephen Botch going, yeah, I knew him and, you know, I liked his work. I mean, since what, Hill Street Blues? I mean, you know, I remember watching that. I mean, just a great writer. And uh, I'm excited about this season because this is the first season where it's going to be all him pretty much. Okay, well, he's in control. Okay, so Murder in the First. Now, his son was directing a lot, wasn't he? Yeah, Jesse's awesome. Yeah, and he's back. I mean, you know, mostly everybody's coming back. You know, there's just one person not coming back. Who's that? I think it's all I could say about that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so. But you're coming back. And you'll figure, yeah, I'm coming back. Um, I know you're coming back. So you yeah. It, but. And the thing is, too, of course, you know, the good thing about that is, like, we don't even know who our guest cast is this season. You know, because every season it's an, a new group of, I guess, criminals or, you know, people that we'll be going up against. And uh, this year, I mean, you know, every year they try to get someone bigger. So hopefully we'll get, you know, some big names to come in. And hopefully James Cromwell comes back, which I think he. Is validates the show so much. I mean, he's amazing. You know? People, if you're not familiar, the show is Murder in the First. Murder in the on, First. It's on TBS. Now, the first season, first season was great because yeah, I didn't know. it's on TNT, actually. But TNT, I think, I'm yeah, sorry. That's all right, yeah. Confused. TNT, but, but I think, it, yeah, they show it somewhere else, too. In Canada, it might be on TBS or something like that. But now, the first season, it was, I didn't I didn't know of the show, but it, has, it had a stellar cast. You know, you put it, it has, you know, Lombardo, it had Tay Diggs. It yeah, had Tom um, Felton was the big bad guy. In yeah, and Tom Felton, I didn't know who he was. Right. And he's this kid from Harry Potter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I look, he has like a million Twitter followers. Oh, he helped us so much. And, I mean, you know. and I didn't know, and I watched the show, because I look at, you know, I look, and Joanne watches a lot of TV. I look at shows that if I watched a preview. Right. If it looks like it's going to be good, I'm going to watch it. Right. And I sit there and she'll go, oh, well, I don't know, like The Leftovers. I watch it. She didn't want to watch it. I said, fine. When it comes on, <laughs> I go upstairs. She watches whatever. She watches on Sunday night or something to DVR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't watch the NCISs. She watches that. But when I watched <clears> Murder <throat> in the First, and then I watched it. And it was one of those shows. And you're right. It had Tom, It had you. It had Raphael Zabarge. Yeah, it had awesome. uh, It had um, um, Ian Anthony Dale. Steve Weber. Steve yeah, Weber. Stephen Weber was Captain good. Captain Robertson. Yeah, that's right. Just a great cast. And the thing was about the show was it was just good. I mean, you know, there's a lot of times you watch TV and it sucks. Right. And you sit there and you go into fourth fourth episode in, you go, eh. But your show kept getting better. Yeah. And each episode got better. But in the first season, you didn't have that big of a role. No, I wasn't in there that much. And uh, it, was, it was an interesting story. I actually was up um, for a Disney pilot. It was going to be the first all-Mexican family TV show. And they had me actually in first position. And uh, Bochco, and my agent called and says, Bochco wants you to come in. And it's funny, at first he sent me Mulk and Navarro, and he gave me the choice. He was like, which one do you want to read for? He sent me both roles, and he said, which one do you want to come in for? And I was like, is this a test or whatever, Mulk or Navarro? I was like, well, I'm going to go for Navarro. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to play a guy named Mulk. Yeah, and Mulk is, you know, Raphael Sparge plays Mulk now. It's my partner. You know, and that's him. You know what I mean? I think it was kind of like an honesty test. Like, do you know where you fit in kind of thing? You know, I think he was kind of checking me out. 
like you know hey you know you are what you are well yeah and that's and that's interesting you make that point because you're yeah. right it's like anything it's like if if i'm creating a show and now he's worked yeah. with you before right so he knows me but yeah. and he knows you and he knows you have a quality of work because he knows you because you've worked for him and he knows you're right. not a schlub i would think the same thing i would say you know what okay i know this guy i know what he can do yeah, he can probably pay play Moke. Right. But let's see what he's saying. You're right. It's like a litmus test. Yeah. And uh-huh. and and, uh, and the thing is, yeah, because then if it's not, if you're not Navarro, if you're not Navarro, then the other guy's Moke, and people can be like, well, wait a second. And this is how people, it's nothing against yeah, people. Yeah, just yeah. be like, wait, which one's Moke? Which one's Navarro? Because you're not going to have a white guy playing Navarro. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's just exactly. the way it is. So he sent, yeah. he, sent you the, he sent you the script. Yeah. Yeah, and, so he sent me both, and then, uh, and then I said, you know what? I, I said... Yeah, of course, Navarro, right? So I went in, and uh, he was written as a... The, the first season, it was written as a real tough guy, right? Um, and it kind of went away from that. It was kind of... I was nondescript in the in first season. That's what I say. You know, and I didn't have the mustache first season. You know, I did that second season. How and did you How did you know what they wanted from you the first season? Like, when you... Well, that's kind of the thing. I didn't, and and, and nobody kind of um, uh, told me what to do. And I didn't have much to work with, and that's part of the problem. Uh, but also the mistake a lot of actors make, and like, I'm always learning. I've been doing it 20 years. But after I watched the first season, I was not happy with my work. Why? And I didn't like the way I looked. I mean, even though I didn't have a lot of big scenes, I just didn't feel like I worked enough on the little, you know, because there's never, the, the, the big saying is there's no small parts, you know, whatever, just small actors or whatever. You know, but, I mean, literally, I just did not like what I did. I wasn't present. I didn't do enough. Because I didn't have much, I didn't do much. I have to be honest. Um, so after the first season, I mean, I just got, I got in shape. Um, I just started reading more and just really started going back to my basics and really broke down Navarro and where he came from. And then I had a meeting with Eric Lodel to talk about where we want to go for season two. And uh, I told him this great story, uh, real story about my brother and who was older. And he ended up writing that. You know, what was the story? The story was, you know, my brother here in uh, North Hollywood, he got out of prison, you know, he did five years. He gets out, and what they do is, I mean, they drop you on Lancashire Boulevard, man. Like, they dropped him, like, ghetto Lancashire, like, in a shady hotel where he could get crack, he could get whatever. I mean, that's what he's in there for. And they dump you, like, right in the middle of it and with $125, and you have to have uh, an address in a week or you go back. I mean, that's a true story. You know, it's funny you say <laughs> that. No, it's funny you say that, and this is the reason why. And I always wondered, uh, when I would when I was going back east all the time to see yeah. Joanne, I would take the shuttle, yeah. And I would take the shuttle. It was a twenty dollars shuttle to LAX because <laughs> I because I wouldn't ask my friends to go because one I was going once a month, but I would right. leave very early. And we went one time through a really bad area of yeah. North Hollywood, yeah. and we picked a guy up on the corner who had all his shit in a uh, like a uh, yeah, a little uh huh, like a duffel back, bag or a yeah, bag almost or like a yeah. pillowcase yeah, or something. Exactly, like that. that's what you get. And then he had like these big ass pants, and it's funny because when he was in the airport, and they said to take your belt off. His pants fell down. <laughs> but I was wondering, because it was very odd. It was like, it was one of those things, you know, in the shuttle, you're usually going to a place. Right. And going in, and, you know, they, they I always go down, out, wait outside. Right. And there's someone with luggage, you know, even. Right. And, but it was, just, it was probably, I was probably flying yeah. back to get a residency somewhere. That's it. That's his, that's his, I mean, that's his luggage. You get out with that, 125 bucks. And uh, my brother couldn't, um, you know, I, I couldn't have, I was staying at a studio apartment at the time, because I was. I bought my mom a house. I was paying her mortgage in El Paso, Texas. So I couldn't have him live with me. Um, and literally, we tried to find a place to stay. We went to uh, halfway houses, you know, and they all charge. It's like 125 bucks a day, you know? And it's like, what are you supposed to do? So he had no option. So he ended up going to Mexico. I mean, he had a better life there. And, you know, he's there somewhere. And he'll send me messages every now and then, you know, because you buy prepaid phones and stuff like that. But, I mean, he literally had to take off because he had no other option here. Now, when you told the when you told the guy the story, yeah. did you ever think that this would actually show up? No, I in didn't a know story? he was gonna write. Yeah, that. I mean, because we talked about other things, and and I, I mean, I told him about my life, you know, and then we talked about Navarro. But he, you know, which also I think is a very smart thing to do for an actor is he incorporated some of my life, and he changed a bunch of stuff. He made my my brother younger on the show and not older. Uh, and crazier. I don't know if you saw my brother. I saw, show, I saw yeah, him. He was yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, tattoos everywhere. He was great. Joey Abril is the actor's name. Um, who, he's really good friends with Richard Cabral, which got who got nominated for American Crime, which that was cool because he, he's a bad guy in real life, kind of a Danny Trejo story. He was like a heroin addict. He was going to be gone for life and 
turned his life around and, you know, got nominated for an Emmy. That's dope. See, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah it's, it's... And, you know, he's the first guy I've seen that played such a negative role because he was changing his life on the show, I think is why. He was kind of sympathetic. He was trying to get away from being a gangbanger, and he was amazing. Um, so it was good to see him get nominated for kind of a negative role. You know yeah, well, I mean? you, you need that sometimes. Yeah. So so when this guy, so this, you, you tell this guy your whole story. So yeah. Then, then that, did you, when did you find out that, after that meeting, yeah. When did you find out that your role is going to be bigger? And did they sit there and and did they let you? I mean, why they let you change like your your appearance? I mean, did you have to talk to them about yeah. that? Yeah, no. See, that's the thing too. I think a lot. Of, it's a good thing for actors to hear. It's like you know, once you're at this kind of level, when you're you know, you've already kind of proven yourself. The mistake you can make is is go in there and think, oh, I'll just listen to the director. He'll tell me what to do. <laughs> Right. You know, and it's like, that's what you get. You know, when you get to a, a little bit of a higher level and I'm, thank God I'm kind of getting there and I'm kind of known, um, you know, they, they leave you, they leave the job up to you. You do the work, you know? So in other words, you have to come in and, and kind of know. So when we had the first meeting and stuff, everyone loved the mustache, you know? And I was like, and that was your own decision. You just said, that was mine. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I'm keeping it. And that's what I said. And they were cool. They was like, cool. We love it. Awesome. Um, and then they noticed that I got in really good shape and, uh, and no, they, I mean, I didn't know what the role was. That's the thing. I, I, you know, I find out as I get the scripts, like what's coming. It's like, wow. But yeah, when I first read that it's my brother, I was like, whoa, you know, it really blew me away. You know, it was really. That must make cool. you feel great that, I mean, that they're, that it must make you feel great that they're listening. Like, yeah. You know, it's basically like, it's not like they said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We just wanted to see what it, but they're actually putting that in words. And that yeah. must be great as an actor, just feel that way. And it must be in some ways weird to play that role because yeah. I know when you're driving in a car with them and then when they all came to your house, <laughs> that must just be weird because yeah. you're sitting there going, wow, you know, this is, my, this is actually my brother, but it's just a different age. Right. Definitely. Yeah. It was good. I mean, but it's like I said, I think it's a very smart thing to do because I can tap into it. You know, I've been through it, you know, I've done that. Um, but just the directors, everybody just really guided me. And when I had my bigger roles, uh, my bigger scenes, you know, uh, I always had a really good director. Allison Anders directed, you She's know, great. Reggie Hudlin, you know, he's producing the Oscars. Right. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> dude, I mean, yeah, just the directors we get. So, and they just pretty much got us, but they, and, and they let us play, you know, let's have fun. And that's also the other thing I did this season. You know, sometimes you can tend to be kind of like, oh, thanks so much for the job. I'm going to just be meek and not like mess this job up. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll just right. do what they, and I don't want to shake anything up. Um, but there's nothing wrong with speaking up and saying, hey, you know what, I have an idea, you know, I, I just really feel like I should do this. And it, and that also is something I did in season two more than in, instead of just sitting there going, oh, my God, I'm on a Botchko show. I'm just going to shut up. Right. <laughs> now, now, when you sit there, when do you know when your role is going to be bigger that week? Do you know it like two weeks before? Or do they sit there and go, here's the script? Like, let's say you're, you know, because you had some big scenes right. and you know, you're, you know, your character's getting bigger. Right. But when do you sit there and know when you sit there? Because I know there was one scene yeah. where you were in the apartment, I think. And, yeah. uh, and you know, I think it was the guy, the cops who had died. Right. They thought you might be the... Right, right, yeah, yeah. Now, when do you know? Do you know that, like, to prepare yourself? Because it's got to be something as an actor to sit there for one week, say, okay, Lombardo, you're going to be on, like, five minutes of this, this episode. Yeah. And then, okay, Lombardo, you're going to be on 18 minutes, and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to really have to... Bare your soul. Right. How long do they give you like just a day? I mean, how well, long? Well, we usually have? have we usually have a table read as we're finishing an episode. You know, we'll have the table read. So right there, I already know. But the thing is, I mean, you know, I love my job, and it's you know, it's it's you know, some people would say it's hard. It's not hard. You just got to do the work. I love it. I get excited. So I'm getting excited right now. So literally, and especially when you know you got bigger stuff coming. So you'll have the table read. But the thing is, I'm still shooting the last episode right now. So that's what I'm focused on. Right. At that moment, you know. Um, but then it's in your head, you know, and, and it's in there already, man, I got that coming. I got that coming. But on our show, cause we never know where the, where the, where it's going to end up and they don't want us to know. So, we, so you don't know. Okay. So basically we play what we know and that's it. And you know, you work on your history, of course, and we have relationships with each other and that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, we really don't know until we have the table read and then we're like, Oh, and then we start shooting, you know, like two days later. Well, you know what's weird? I noticed also in in this past season, as your role grow, yeah. grew, so did Moke. Oh, yeah. He's but, awesome. But they also, you know, when I'm thinking about it, when you, you see the contrast, you they made you more of, you know, badder ass. And yeah. they made him, he's sort of like, he's sort of a wimp. Yeah. You know, I yeah, mean, yeah. like when he goes and he's just like, he's like the nice guy. He fell like, in love with a stripper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just, I'm saying, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if the producer said there, they, and that must be something they must know you guys oh, they do. get along good and contrast good. Cause you are, I mean, as partners, you, you don't, it's not like you sit there and think like if I saw, if I yeah. saw you and him, those characters yeah. in a bar, I'd be like, 
they don't, you know. Yeah, like, what do these guys yeah, do together? Like years yeah. ago when I did stand up, I was at a bar in Philly. Yeah. And I had I was preppy. I like the the collar. It was like eighty eight. <laughs> yeah. And this other comic, Chuck Carmen, had like this long hair and he was a biker. Yeah. And someone some girl walks up and she goes, What are you guys doing together? And I <laughs> exactly. said, I'm his patrol a parole officer. <laughs> but it's the thing that the characters, that's what's good about the characters. So now now the season ends and it's I'm not gonna say people you've been watching because it's it's a good it's a good ending. It's a good Yeah, season. it is. And it now is. now then you sit there and you already got past the second season. You gotten two seasons right. done. As far as I know, everyone I know has talked to has liked it. I'm sure the the reviews were good. Right. I don't know what the viewership was, but I'm right. guessing all those TNT shoes have they have their yeah we had good numbers but they weren't you, they you weren't have, amazing they but didn't yeah, you have ahead. a niche market you have people that will right. watch that and so but you said they weren't amazing no and the, the thing is we had uh, major crimes as our lead in right up until the last two episodes the last two episodes major crimes in other words ended and then they just let I mean I think they ran they changed the time on us too they showed it an hour earlier and then again right after it so that kind of threw everybody off people were like what's going on um, so we lost also the the lead in from Major Crimes, so you lose them. Um, but you know, it's just I don't know. We'll see this season, but it's just gonna be. I think they're gonna change it. I mean, I think last season started you know way more intense than it ended. But you know, it, it goes into a court drama also, so you know that changes everything. You know, because it's the whole crime. So eventually, you're going to court. Now, how long did you know? How, I mean, I know for a while. You didn't know you were getting picked up for a while, right? And oh, as, yeah, yeah, as, we didn't. As an actor, what is it like? Because now, especially for you, because you go, you're grown in this role. Yeah. You know, you went from, you know, a, basically a, a smaller supporting to yeah. one of the gang. Yeah. And now you're like, you got to be pumped. And you're oh, like, I'm you know, so pumped. The man. show's good. The show's good. Yeah. And then, then the season ends. And what do you, does anyone tell you anything? Or are you just sitting there like, What's yeah. gonna happen? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, we don't know nothing. I'm telling you, they they waited so long. We found out probably two weeks ago, you know, that we were picked up. And you guys were the show we, wrapped a while ago. Yeah, June, like June eighth, and that's so, what we aired. So all that whole time, you know, you're just working on other stuff. Um, you can't really worry about it. I mean, it's in the back of your mind. Yeah, trust I, was gonna, me. I was gonna say because oh, it's there. And then like as a clock, because I knew they had to release us in December. You know, TNT had to release us in December. Everyone. Everyone. Um, so it got pretty close, man. I think they, I think it was November 15th or something like that when we finally found out. But how do you, I mean, the thing is, I, I know you say it's, you know, you, you, you got No, work. I mean, listen, I found out and now I'm, I'm finally buying a house, you know, okay. just because it took, you know, season three, you know, you save your money, actors out there, you know, because I have so many friends, you know, you first season, they get the series regular, they go buy a house gets canceled right that, hap- that happened to anthony azizi who's on the show oh, talking I about know anthony azizi he said he bought a house after it's that funny. he was on, he was on that so show funny. anthony's so funny man he's yeah. so like new york and yeah. he's like you know and he was he was on the, he was on a show with uh up, anthony gina davis and uh donald sutherland oh awesome. and he got great ratings so he went and bought a house in hancock park and then it got canceled yeah and he goes holy crap wait the show had great ratings you know it was the political thing was turning so so but it's like when you say it's on the back of your mind. Yeah. But I can't believe that. Because, I mean, I'm sorry. It's like something, you enjoy the show, you get along with everyone. Yeah. I know you have to go get other gigs. And yeah. I know that. And yeah. even when you, and an actor will always work. Yeah. But it, it's it's not like sitting there, it's not like me sitting there going, <laughs> you know, when, when I was, for the Eagles game on Sunday. It's not right. like me sitting there going, okay, you know, I'm just going to put the uh, game in the back of my head. Well, I could do that because it's a football game. Right. But this is your career and a show you like, I mean, how do you just, I mean, is that something from your acting training that gives you the ability? It's a damn great show. Yeah. It's your job. Uh, and, and, don't get me wrong. Everybody wanted to come back, I mean, and, and we you... get to work in LA, which is rare now. So, so okay, that's good. So it's it's all work at home. Yeah. Okay. Now was that because of the tax incentives? No, that, I mean that... we're here in LA. We do go. Uh, hopefully, we'll go to San Francisco twice. You know, but no, I mean they they kept it here. They want to make it. You know, uh, it's supposed to be San Francisco, but they want to just keep production here in Los Angeles. And all of us live here except for Tay. Tay's in New York. I think he might be bi-coastal now. But yeah, so it's just rare to be able to work where you live now in Los Angeles. And then, and because I have my family here. And like I live here in Sherman Oaks, we're gonna be shooting in Glendale now. So it's like okay. Close. So where in Glendale? There's some studios right there called Treadwell. Treadwell. Oh, that's where Tread, um, yeah, Tread- Criminal Mind shoots. Yeah. There you go. So now you're so you know the seasons gonna be. You know you you got the green light for seasons right? Yeah. Now how many episodes? Ten. Ten. Okay. And last doing ten. Every, twelve. Okay. So and you don't you don't know anything about it. I don't know anything. And I, you know, I got invited. Uh, it's my second time now going to Stephen Botchko's Christmas party. It's really cool. What's his house like? Ah, it's awesome. It takes you can get in from uh, you can get in from the the one street or the other street. That's how big it is. Wow. 
<laughs> so like, who's there? Who? I mean, I mean, there must be some huge, huge people. Oh, there. it's really cool. No, he's very, he's very like loyal to like. Uh, there was, you know, a lot of actors there, of course, but a lot of old school actors. You Dennis know, like Franz, Dennis Franz there? No, he wasn't there actually. Sharon Lawrence there? Yeah, she, she was, was on, there. Yeah, she was on my show too. Okay, weeks ago. cool. Yeah, and you'd be surprised. I mean, it's not like you know, star studded. It's just like I think it's genuinely people that he likes, and you know, and not everybody's, you know, yeah. And the first time I went, I was like, man, I want to see so many famous people, and I was like. Huh, I know that actor. Right. Wow, he's been around for years. You know, it's all a lot of his friends, you know. So now, now after you weren't sure about murder. First. So I asked him at the party. I go, uh, we're coming in because he's such a nice host. He stays at the door pretty much the whole night. He greeting See, and awesome. saying bye. Like, that's what he does. See, that's so cool. Yeah. And this is a guy who's who's a, a big, a big guy. Yeah. I mean, big, yeah. big in TV. Yeah. We we kicked it in front of his all of his Emmys. Yeah. How many, <laughs> how many does he have? I don't know. I didn't even count them. Is it amazing? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> So, so no, you said you. Uh, you so asked. I came in. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" And he's very nice. I said hi to my wife Terry and stuff. And then I'm like, "So what's going on with Novar?" He's like, "I ain't telling you, sure." So you won't, you won't know. <laughs> no, no, he won't. I won't tell like until I go to probably the first table read. It's probably when I'll know. Now, where would? And I mean, I'm not saying I want to be the star. Where would you want to see Navarro go? In in how you've made Navarro grow from small to bigger, and you've made him change his appearance. He's more of a right. badass. Right. We know his background. He's, yeah. he's, you know, his his brother was in jail. He's yeah. not like the nice, nice, you know, the nice. Yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to do that. I'm glad you brought that up. And, he, and it's funny because they cut some stuff. Like, I was even edgier. Like, they were letting me go. Like, what did they, what did they cut? Like, when you they say. They just cut. I think what happened is, and I absolutely agree with them, is that, you know, I some of the stuff I was throwing was maybe too, well, they wanted to make me likable still, right? Because I wanted this guy to be edgy. And that's the thing, you know, a lot of Mexican cops are not very nice guys. And especially to other Mexicans, you know, because you're making them look bad. You're making my people look bad. Okay. So they're actually even harder on, you know, Latinos. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Because, they're, you know, you're making them look bad, man. You're the reason people don't like us. You know? Okay. You know, so they're, you know, they, they're, they're tough and they're tough. So I want them to have that. And I want them to be just, you know, not a very nice guy or just, so there were certain things that I did and certain takes and stuff that got cut because it, I have to still be likable. I'm still a cop on a show. And a you regular. also you also still want to have the Mexican crowd. Yeah. Because if they sit there and see, and you're going, oh, then it's like, well, wait a second. Then you're going. So I want to make them real and just be more down. You know, he's still Mexican, you know. So he's now still... now where would, where would you like the character to go? Like this season? It'll be interesting. That's the thing. I mean, I don't know. I would love, I guess, um, just to probably get more involved in a crime. I'm, I don't know. Just, I, you know, honestly, I would love to just go up against somebody. Like, I hope they have somebody who's, like, my nemesis or something. Bring it on. I'll be your nemesis. Yeah, I know, right? That'd I'll be, be great. The, the other guy with a hat. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, too many hats, guys. Get out of here. So, so you say, but you want to, now, do you want to get him to get physical? I just I mean, like to be challenged. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I, whether it's really dramatic, I mean, anything, anything. I just, I just bring it on. Well, you know, it's funny, because, you know, and you've also, you know, you're playing this drum, and I know, you know, you also, I saw your post on Facebook, I know you had been on a player. Yeah, I did the player. And you right? did, uh, and it did episode seven, and it got canceled after episode eight. So my agent okay. said it's my fault. It's your fault. <laughs> I heard the budget was huge on that. That's yeah, it was, but it just, um, and I heard they sold that around the world, and they didn't even finish like twelve episodes. Like, so they sold twelve is what I heard, and they stopped it after eight, and we're just done. See, that's that's always so. That's always such a pain in the ass because, like, I enjoyed a show called Wicked City. Okay, and yeah, it was, but and the, and this thing is, it got they had shot. Eight episodes or seven episodes, but ABC said screw it after the third. We're gonna replace it with Shark Tank uh, yeah. reruns. And then on demand or Hulu, I got right. on my demand. You could watch the episodes through seven. <laughs> so I watched them, and the reason we watched them because Joanne was sort of featured in one of them, like they made oh, a yeah. hairdresser. Of course, but that never made it. We don't know what happened. That didn't make this like the episode, the last one. But then it pisses you off because then you're sitting there going, you don't know what happens. Yeah, like you sit there, and I think like with a player, I mean, it's just amazing, you know. I mean, it's sold worldwide because of Wesley Snipes. Right now, did you get to do scenes with Wesley? No, no, I only worked with uh, the lead guy, Winchester. Now, okay, now, no, so Phil, now, Phil. what is it like? And you did that, and I know you did uh, the Beyond Borders. Yeah, Criminal Minds Beyond Borders, which actually that was an offer, which is great. So every now and then, now I get offers, which is awesome. What is it like? I was gonna say because what is like because you're on a show, and now as I said, it's not, it's not. And I'm working with Gary Sinise, like every yeah, scene. I mean, it's so like surreal. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, amazing. What the hell? It's, it's so cool. I, I can't believe he actually cut his legs off for uh, the, the, the Forrest Gump. <laughs> and they grew I mean, up. method, baby. But uh, no, how's it? What is it like? Okay, because as you said, the first year on Murder First, if you got booked for other things, they'd be like, all right, this guy's you know supporting. But then your character gets bigger. Right. So now you know, as the old saying in the business world, you get more of a big swing dick. You know? Yeah, and, yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, 
you're, you're auditioning. And now when people hear, okay, you got picked up for the third season. Well, once you get to a third season, you know, it's like, what, one more, and then it can go to residge. I mean, it goes yeah. to the to, to, to thing. Syndicated. But see, the thing with our show is because it's not, you don't get a payoff every episode. So it's like, I don't even know if we'll ever go into syndication because, okay. you know what I mean? So that's one of the setbacks, but hey, I'll take it. But now, what is it What is it like your auditioning process? Because it's also, you know people who are casting directors are watching the show because there's so much talent. I mean, that's just right. basically, you know, you, you if you're a casting director, you're going to watch all the people in your show have track records. They're not just, you know, a bunch of no names. Right. How, did it change for you, even after the first season, when after the season was over, when you went in for an audition, did you feel like you had a, a little more clout just for the fact that you were coming off a show oh, yeah. that was popular and you're coming off the show, as you said, James Cromwell. I mean, you don't get a, you know, a more yeah, talented guy yeah, than that. Exactly. I mean, and it's something that, they know if you're on that show, you have chops. Did you feel right. a difference when you went into the... Uh... Oh, it's really good. No, I mean, yeah, you definitely, like, if there's anything that I can can do, because also, too, T, I'm under contract with TNT, so I can do guest spots, so I can do, um, you know, movie roles, as long as they don't, you know, conflict with the dates of shooting. Um, but, no, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, you know, you go straight to producers now. You know, you don't have to pre-read. You know, you go straight to producers. But I've been at that level with certain casting directors for a while already, you know, if they know you and... They know you're not going to embarrass them in front of producers. You know what I mean? So they'll take you straight to producers and, yeah, and getting offers. And the interesting thing about offers, like even the Criminal Minds Beyond Borders, you know, they wanted a touch of an accent, right? And I'm playing a Cuban guy. So as an actor, and it was an offer, right? So they offer it to me, and so then they say, I when, want a little bit of an accent. When they offer it, they go to your agent, and they yeah. say, okay, here's the deal. We have a we have Lombard. Before it would be like, Okay, your agent would go, okay, you have to go read, go read put it on or tape. It's between you and four the, guys, the five player, guys. The player and Beyond Borders, they just went to your agent. They said, okay, here's what we need. And I guess the ball's on your court because if you come up and if you suck with the accent, they cannot hire you, right? Yeah, well, that's what I'm telling you. No, no. As an actor, it's like exactly. So now I'm like, because a lot of people think, you know, oh, I got an offer, right? And like there's been twice where I get an offer. And sometimes it's not a good thing. I mean, it's great. You got a job, guaranteed job. But yeah, but they've never seen what you're going to do. You know what I mean? When you go audition, at least they have an idea of where you're going with this guy. So now you're stepping into a room. And then one of my least favorite ones, they, they gave me an offer for a show. And then and then they pulled it back. And they said, no, 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 there's one producer that wants him to come in. And then, then they, and I said, no, I'm not going in for one guy. You know, sometimes you just got to say no. And then uh, they came back and said, all right, he's got it anyways. See, I think that's what I, you know, and that's the funny thing is, that, and you're at that point in your career, and I've, I've gotten this from a lot of actors on the show, right. that... You can say no. Yeah. Bottom line is, and even though you didn't know it, and we had talked before when you were on the back, when you were on Joe Schmo, and you right. said you had like rent for six months left. Oh, yeah. But you sat there and you said, I was supposed to be on for four episodes. I ended up making $35,000. I was on for 10 episodes. Yeah, I, I made it all. So you had the confidence, though, because you didn't, you weren't sure murder in the first was coming back. But I think you knew that you've been on a series. And, yeah. you, and you probably had a chance on an idea to back it. It's probably going to come back because if it was canceled, we would have heard already. Right. But it, it's good that you're in that point where you can say no. And as an actor, that must give you a very uh, a freeing thought sitting there and say, okay, I'm working with Botchko and one guy is saying, I got to come in. Yeah. Screw that. And that must be yeah. a great feeling for you just because it's like you have to step, you have to one point, you have to step up to your level else they're always going to sit there and make you come in. Yeah. Well, the, but see the thing is, so now, but here's the thing, you know, as actors, we're all crazy and you get in your head and like whatever. So now the whole time I'm doing the show, I'm like, who's that one fucking guy? Right. <laughs> Where is he? Where I is do it? the same way. It's like, it's like, who is an asshole? Who's the yeah. You know, and I never asked, but you know, it's like, you know, it, it was... It was a great gig, but it was like I could tell, you know, they, they worked with me a lot. So it's like I knew I had to be the guy and they never told me who it was, but it had to be his notes or his things, you know, and that's the thing. So sometimes you get an offer and you get all excited, but it's work. I mean, you get in there and, you know, it's not as happy go lucky as you thought it was going to be because one guy doesn't like you. So you're going to keep getting a lot of adjustments and a lot of, you know, and just to prove his point that, hey, I told you, you know, or yeah, whatever. Got, well, I told you you had to come in. Yeah. Now, now Beyond Borders, um, had you done a Cuban accent before? Uh, no, but I had done, you know, Mexican, you know, I did Big Ass Spider. Is, you know? is there, I know, yeah, but I would, and then you did uh, Happy Feet. Yeah, Happy Feet too, yeah. Now, now, what is the difference, I mean, did you have to, is there a Cuban, Cuban is really fast, and they, you know, they talk really fast, you know, and, and of course, they wanted slight, so I didn't have to go too much. It was pretty much like this, you know, this how I talk, and it was great, uh, but you know, it, it gets in your head, and then, but like anything, ultimately, you have to take risks, and you know, if I don't believe it, no one's going to believe it, you know, so that you just own it. Let's go. So did you go do research or did you, I mean, how did you pick up no, the No, I mean, accent? I've done it already. And like I said, I just did slight. So I just worked. And I, of course, with the accent, you know, you have to work. And 
my neighbor who helped me with Big Ass Spider, and the accent turned out kind of funny, but he said very interesting whenever, you know, you always wonder, why do people have accents, right, in, in Spanish, right? Because they only have A, E, A, O, U. You know, those are the only sounds we have. So like eep or anything like that. Once you figure out why they have the accent, it's a little easier. You know what I mean? And it makes sense. You know, they just didn't have, they don't even have certain vowel sounds that we have. So I just go through my dialogue and kind of take those out. You know, where 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 I would have trouble with the vowels, you know, like the E's or the O's. Like there's no O, there's U. You know well, what I mean? So there's a lot of little things you got to just work out and just do the work and go through my dialogue and, and listen to myself and, uh, I don't know, let me do this, you know. It's just a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to make it look easy. Well, it's funny is that when you say about, you know, the accents and the spelling, it's like, you know, if, if you meet someone from the Midwest or back east who's not from an area where there's, a, you know, a Mexican restaurant, they're right. going to call it a fajita. Yeah. Because they don't exactly. know that it's fajita. Like, J is H. Here's yeah. like when I we, we flew back, jo- Joanne's, Checked the bag. It got trashed at the airline. Like wow. it was, and it was a hard case one. So we left, and then we had to go back to to get it replaced because right. you know. But I try. I live on Tahunga Avenue, <laughs> and when you say that to someone back east, yeah. the first time I tried to say Tahunga, yeah, and they just look at you, or they pull up, you know, they see T U J. <laughs> And they have no clue. So now I just go, Tahunga, don't even try it, T-U-G. But a lot of people don't know that. And with an yeah. accent, it's the same thing. When there's certain words we don't have, that's why there are yeah. sounds. Yeah, you why just have accent. to figure out why, and it makes more sense to me. You know, that's the way my brain works anyways. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, now, That's why they talk like that. And I saw on Facebook you posted, oh, Lemmy died yesterday. Yeah. Now, now, now are, you, are you a big rock and roll guy? I'm a huge rock and roller, man. No, were, were you a fan of Motorhead? Oh, yeah. I love Motorhead. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, that's the thing, though. I'm a fan of, of a lot of stuff. Like, even Bruce. I'm a big Bruce fan, which I know you are, too. Huge. I just got my uh, poster. Uh, my God, which one is it? My Born to Run poster. It's where he's like this sideways. It's white. Oh. With Clarence Clemens. Yeah. That's yeah. the one. I just got that because I, I uh, donate to uh, Why Hunger. And they always, you know, Bruce is a big part of that. And he, they always give away Bruce stuff. I don't know if you knew that. So, yeah, I didn't know that. if you donate to Why Hunger, you'll get cool Bruce swag. See, that's cool. Yeah. But so, Lemmy. Yeah. So, with Lemmy, I mean, Motorhead, but I mean, I couldn't name you five songs. You know what I mean? I just, I, I love rock and roll and I've jammed out to him a lot, but I don't get fanatical about things. That makes sense. Like, I don't know every word of the song. Yeah. I don't know every lyric. I don't, you know, oh my God, I have a signed cover. I mean, this is not me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm a huge Springsteen fan. Yeah. But I was back east and I was talking to my buddy and he sent me a message. He goes, did you get tickets to the one in the show in LA? He's out of New Jersey. And I sent him a message. I said, you know what? First of all, I don't feel like spending 150 bucks for a ticket because right. after charges yeah. from Ticketmaster, it's 175 or 180. Yeah. And upper deck, I don't really want to sit there. I did it at Anaheim because I never saw him sing Santa Claus is coming to town. And right. my buddies are going. So I, I, last year I bought a ticket two years ago. I bought the ticket last minute. I took the train down and they were driving me back. I sat up after they threw me out of their section because I tried to sneak in. <laughs> I sat up top. But I'm the same way. And I said, I said, you know, I saw him play. Like, he's going to play the river. Right. I said, I saw him play the river in the spectrum in Philadelphia when it came out. That's awesome. And I said, eh, you know, that's a thing. But yeah. I'm the same way. I, I love music, but I don't go crazy about it. I mean, I will sit there. I'll put the 80s. Yeah, station oh, dude, I, put the, I put the Smith station on all the yeah, time. Yeah, and I put the serious <laughs> 80s new first wave, yeah. and I'll take a walk around the neighborhood, I and I hear it. all these songs. And it's weird because on Facebook, and you notice this, it's like every, some people, you know, I'm sorry, like when a, when a 22-year-old kid's saying, oh, Motorhead, you don't really know Motorhead. I mean, it's like yeah. so many people go over it. I put an RIP, yeah. and I said, you know, hopefully there's a Sunset Bar and Grill in heaven because he would always go to the Sunset. I mean, yeah. he would go to the Rainbow Room. Oh, exactly. Yeah, Sunset and play Miss Pac-Man and drink yeah. Jack and Coke. It's really cool on K-Rock here, which is an alternative station for you don't know. But they, uh, the guy, I happened to catch him. It was, uh, God, what's this guy's name? Ooh, Striker? You know, I've heard of him. Yeah. Striker, the DJ, and he's like, and that's how I heard. I was driving home, and Striker was on the radio, and he said, you know, Lemmy died. And he goes, I know it's not on our playlist and stuff like that. He goes, but I know Lemmy, and he's always at the radio room. And there's a lot of people in Los Angeles right now that are really sad because he was, he was everywhere. And he was nice there, and you know everybody knew him. Yeah, he's like, so I'm sorry, he goes, but I'm playing this. And then he played, he played the song. I was like, yeah, awesome. Now, now, what, now, what kind of music did your wife listen to? Uh, same alternative, you know, rock and roll. We're the, we're we're the same. See, that's good. I I love rock and roll, and Joanne loves rock and roll, and Joanne, I love the '80s, but Joanne always says I, I haven't listened to anything since 1990, since yeah. Pearl Jam, stuff like that. Yeah, but she, see, I try to stay current. See, like right see, now, I, don't, I love I love Manchester Story. Yeah, I do. See, like, yes, yeah, so you're one of those guys. You're stuck with that's no, what's I mean, good. I, I'll, like I'll that. go to like my buddy took me to a We Were Promised Jetpacks. Pretty good. Oh, band. dude, you went we, to that? We went not went this year. We went last year to the Elright. I just went to that. They just played right now, and I, yeah. they were great. My buddy wanted, said oh, you want to go. I love that band, man. And that was cool because the one thing about them, and the reason why he got me to go is he said, "Coop, watch this video," and it was this Eagles promotional 
viral video. Yeah. And they go, if you're in this town, it was like a thing, you know, you'll, if you win, you'll never buy a cheesesteak again. It was this great thing. And this guitar solo yeah. was a jetpack song. So I said, right. and I went, and when I went to see the jetpacks, it was great because the band that opened was these two Irish girls and they were wow. great. Yeah. But, and then you know, the jetpacks, they didn't play at the Elray this year. They played somewhere else. Yes. Scores it downtown. My nieces drove me. So how do you know? Do your nieces turn you into music? I mean, how, yeah, no, I, mean, I actually, I actually turn them into music. But now, now they'll keep me in in tune. But I'm the one that got them into alternative and stuff. Like I think the first band I got them into was Kings of Leon, you know. Okay. And, and they kind of like that. They were into it. And a lot of Mexicans like Kings of Leon. It's funny. Certain bands just click with them. You know, like the Smiths are huge with Mexicans. Yeah. What like, is you know that? that? I mean, I know, I know this huge. Yeah. Band. He's like, I love them. I mean, I love. The he's Smiths. the most opposite. Of Mexican, yeah. you can never be. Yeah. I know that. Why do you think they're such? I mean, I've heard that, that they're huge. Yeah, Morrissey, man, is huge. I think, I just think because we're, I don't know, I guess something about insecurities and, you know, because if you think about it, like uh, mariachi music, rancheras, I don't know if you know what rancheras are, like Vicente Fernandez and these guys, right? They're just big, burly men. But if you listen to what they're singing about, they're like crying. And it's right. about love and long. So it's kind of similar. I, so I, I guess what I'm saying is the Smiths are kind of like <laughs> moody. Mexican. The, Max, the Mexican. Yeah, there's just the something Smith. about like he, just he, the sadness he, of it. Or like, I don't know. We just Because, yeah, it's, we listen to some of those songs. They're pretty depressing. So now, now in between, you know, the shows now, are, are, is there any other projects you have coming up? I mean, what are you, are you, con- I mean, cause now that you, well, now that you know, yeah, you're getting, you're st- now you start shooting in March. Yeah. So now, now when will that, in terms of Hollywood, I know Beyond Borders is shooting now, but it's not going to start, I think next month. Possibly. Is it going to come out? Yeah. And it's I a think. mid-season replacement. So I don't know what they're going to, what they're going to replace. I'm pretty sure Supergirl's going to get canceled. That's, that's a pretty good show. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen I, it, I, but yeah. I'm not into that. So, yeah, me neither. So, I can't. Joanne likes I love you. I mean, I love Marvel and Disney. <laughs> yeah, you love him. You love you love. He you loves Marvel and Disney. You better say it. Here we go. <laughs> what do you know when the season will start? Do they tell you that, or do you? Start It'll probably air June. Yeah, in murder. In June again, huh? It'll start airing. It's so a summer show. And so, but see, like, what is it like? And I'm it's just something that you know, because we all talk. When you sit there and do a show like Murder in the First, and after you wrap the season, and you know what's happened. Yeah. And you can't send, do you have to sign a disclosure or, I mean, is there something where you, yeah, and you pretty much, yeah, you can't say anything and, and you don't really want to like the Twitter people, people on Twitter are the ones that try to get, you know, stuff from you and like, what's going on? La, la, la. And you know, you have a great job. So it's like, yeah, you're not, and you know, I have a strict rule too. And like last night, like I, on Facebook, when I first got on there, man, I was posting stuff all the time. And like last night I posted about Lemmy and stuff cause I had a couple beers and like, that's the only time. So I even gave myself a rule, like after a certain amount of drinks, no more Twitter or Facebook. <laughs> Well, that's, that's, yeah. you know, that can happen. Yeah. Cause you sit there and sometimes, see, I never, I never get mean. I just type I, I, every once in a while. I, well, well cause it yeah. pisses me off. Like, cause yeah, I'm, 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 I'll fr- start, I'm like, friends yeah, with a lot of digging comedians. up people. Ah, well, I don't really, yeah. I'm, I'm friends with a lot of comedians on yeah. Facebook that I don't even know. I'm not really friends with them, just Facebook friends. Right. And, and, and the thing is I also, I'm friends with some very respectable comics and actors. Right. And I always laugh, you know, like I was going to put, you know, I see people like someone put some, a stupid ass joke and they'll get like. 20 likes yeah and then but i look and there's like comics that i don't i've never met right but then i'll put a joke and it'll get like eight likes but then three of those likes will be comics who have been on the tonight show and are big names right so i always want to sit there and say one time someone go hey man it must i want to tweet like hey man or it must be great to get 20 likes of no names i think three of these tonight three of these <laughs> is equal to 60 but because you sit there because people post so much crap on facebook sometimes yeah. and it's 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 funny it's like they sit there and they'll just the opinion, like I don't know if you see all the political posts now. Oh yeah, no, and, I, I, I and try ele- not to get into elections that. a year away. Yeah, it's like I'm tired. I have one friend, all he does is post stuff, and it's like, yeah, I understand that's what you're thinking, but post something happy. Yeah, post something, you know, post a picture. Yeah, I'm, I'm that annoying guy that just posts my kids, as you know. No, that's good though. That makes you're happy though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always laugh when people go, oh. When people go, oh, they post pictures of food. I do get a little irritated when people post pictures from food at a restaurant. Right. Because. It's at a restaurant. If you're posting something from the Cheesecake Factory, you can kiss my ass. <laughs> but if you make a nice dish and you post it, no, yeah, I see. It, you, I you make see the, that. You always make those affordable lunches. Well, I, do that, I, do that on, I do that on Instagram. I don't. Oh, do, do you on Instagram? I, uh, do you not anymore. Do you no, follow? I don't follow you on Instagram. But I've, you, you did a couple times. I on did Facebook. a few times. But yeah. I said, you know what? After a while, I'm like, yeah, because one of my comics, who's yeah, a, a good friend of mine, who's a huge comic, yeah, yeah, he's like, what are you doing? And I said, oh, you're right. But no, that's the thing. If you do that, but that's the thing about Facebook, you know. And for you, it's like you know, people want to know. That you that your show got picked up, right? Not just the people that you know, or when you tweet it, not just yeah. the people that you know, but people who are waiting because it's oh yeah, know, and the fans, man, the Twitter fans, love you guys, they're amazing, man. Follow me at, at El Chico Boyar. El Chico, how'd you get the name? 
El Chico. Yeah. Chico was actually, that's what they started calling me. You know, I got that nickname from uh, Joe Schmo. That was my name, Chico. Okay, so you had, now. So that's when I first got on Twitter because they wanted us to tweet. That's the only reason I got, you know, on Facebook or Twitter because it's becoming so much of part of our job. You know, try to get, it's getting more fans, you know. It's gone to a point now where it's funny. Like, if there's two guys up for a series regular role and they like them equally, who has more Twitter followers? Is that okay? I've heard you that know, that's guaranteed viewership. You that's know? true. And it's, and, and if you, now, do you live tweet? Yeah, we do. Now, what's that like? Because I always sit there, I go, well, you can't watch the show, first of all, well, when you're doing it because you're resp- responding to everybody. So we would always do that. We would live tweet at 7 East Coast time and then watch the show later. Well, see, what happens? Because your face is down. You're on see, the phone the whole time. What happens for me when Murder in the First is on is this. It's on, we get we get the East Coast feed and the right. West Coast feed. So we would record it at 7, okay? And like Major Crimes, we record at 6. And when right. Jeopardy ended, we would watch it. And then we would watch Major Crimes. We, we would do watch it the next night after Jeopardy. We'd pick our shows to watch the next night after Jeopardy. Right. But the thing that sucks is when you guys live tweet, I can't I can't check out like anything you're saying because I'm, I'm going to find out what's going on with the show. And yeah. that's what I hate when you get the uh, East Coast Spoilers. Feed. And yeah. that's the thing. So it must be, I mean, you guys got to sit there. Sometimes you should just say, you know what? We're doing a live tweet for the for the for the West Coast people. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Hey, you know we make. Well, I I found you on Twitter because I saw you on uh the, the Spider movie. Yeah, and I said, and, I, and then I, I looked at your because I always do that. So yeah, I go, I go, he looks familiar, and I go, that guy looks familiar, and I go, and I go, oh, okay, wait, all right, and then I hit you up on Twitter, and and just people, you know, he will respond. He responds yes, to I me. Do. We went back and forth, and then I sent him a message. I follow everybody. And he came on. So now now. What do you do? You just do you tweet any other times besides? Yeah, I show? do, and like, uh, and the the thing is, I try not to as much because you know my kids are young, and like you know, I try to when I'm off, I try to really just be there for them and play with them and read, and you know, just you know, cook food together, go to the park. I'm just really trying to just hang more with them, and I, and I kind of get mad at myself sometimes when I'm just tweeting too much. You know, it's like ah, you know, my kids calling me, or I'm just ignoring them. So I don't do it as much as when I first started, because you know, I try to just focus on my family and you know, get more stuff going on. But when I can, but I always do respond. I mean, I'll get back. It may not be. It's usually the same day, but just later or or the next day, and I always apologize, I always feel bad. Sorry, so late. You know, yeah. that's but, just the way I am. You know, but people are love that because that's one thing that that's one thing. Oh, I mean, Twitter's... they love it, and you know, I get all the time that I'm the nicest guy on Twitter. You know, from the fans, and that's that that means everything to me. You that's know? good. Like, that's what you want. Yeah. So now, what else? What else? Any? Any? I'm, I'm looking at what's the last heist? There's some stuff on your IMDb. I don't. I don't. Is that a movie? You really? They have time in between ulterior murders and the last heist. The last heist. You have, huh? you have three movies. The last slice is completed. <laughs> what the hell was the last slice? The last slice, it says 2016, time in between. Do you know what that Yeah, is? time in between it is. Yeah, it's a, those are all movies that are getting finished. Okay, so now, 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 how do you schedule them when you, st- like, let's say you're going to get a TV role when you you can't, can you not What does it say roles? I played there the last heist? I'm curious. The last heist, you played a vendor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Mike Mendez, man. Mike Mendez. That's why I could remember because, you know, I just went on and did like a little cameo and he gave me a little part. I, it's the first scene of the movie and uh, he wanted me to do it. He asked me as a favor. He's like, it's a, it's not a big role. It's not, you know, it's not terribly funny. He's like, but I just need you to start off the movie. <laughs> He's like, I want you to be in the first scene of the movie. I'll feel better. I was like, cool, let's go. So, yeah, that's why I didn't remember it because I did, I did like one day in oh, the summer. Funny. I just went in real quick in the morning and I was done. So now, you, you, you know, with Murder in the First and Beyond Borders and all that, you're doing drama, but now you also have been in Happy Feet. You've been on Modern Family before. You, yeah. You've been on uh, Joe Schmo, which was the thing. Yeah. Do you miss comedy or do you, are you afraid that now, and especially now that, you know, when you're getting in shape and growing a mustache, you know, yeah, you're yeah. getting bigger. Do you think that will take away? I mean, would you want to do comedy again or you just Oh, love- yeah. No, I love comedy. Comedy's I mean, it's probably would be my favorite. I mean, a sitcom is the best schedule, you know, if you can get on. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. So, um, no, I'd love to. I just, I'm one of those guys that like, I'm just happy to be working and I'm not greedy. That's the thing. Like, you know, in between time, you know, I'm, I got a couple of things with friends that we're trying to do, um, but I'm not trying to take over the world, you know, I'm very, very happy where I'm at. And like, you know, and I try to I always try to inject comedy and even into the drama if I can, you know, if it doesn't call for it, of course, you know, it doesn't make any sense, but I'll try to inject it in there and some stuff like that. But yeah, I'm a funnier guy in, in real life. You know, I like to joke around. We like to have that. fun. Yeah, yeah I like to have fun. Now, uh, I, as I said, uh, I think we talked about it last time, but I have to know because it's time's running out. I saw you were on Cold Case. Uh, years ago, and I always, right. I all my guests, but I've some of my guests on Cold Case. What was, was that? Were you the skateboarder? Was I was a your... skateboarder, man, and I, I remember I had a huge goatee on that. Yeah, I was Kel, older Kel, 
in that in that episode. And the interesting thing about Hollywood is like the kid that was playing me younger was probably only like five years younger than me. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> now you skate? Hilarious. Yeah, I do. And I'm actually uh, just bought a, a longboard, but I want I want to get another smaller skateboard. I've been itching. No, no. Where do you where do you skate at? I don't right now. I mean, and the thing is, here's the other thing: when you get older, right? I mean, I'm 43. I'm not that old, but I have a guaranteed job, and I don't want to mess it up. So, you so I am not skateboarding right now. <laughs> is, there, is, there, is there? I mean, well, yeah. I mean, there's got to be a. What, what happened if you got hurt? Like, just if you tripped and fell, what, what, did they write? Well, like, I mean, if you know, yeah. I mean, I mean if it skateboarding, happens, yeah, they're gonna say, of course, you're, you're an yeah. idiot. You shouldn't be skateboarding. Oh yeah, I know. It happens. I've done it before. I've taken a skateboard to set and like on on a studio lot. And I'll be skating like, hey, what are you doing? Right. And they flip out, man. Like, get off of that, <laughs> dude. You didn't get hurt. We get, we're, you know, we got insurance. We're in the contract here. <laughs> so, um, and the old thing, member seven, Brad Pitt. They wrote in that. That he broke is because he really did break his arm, so they they had to write it in as they were shooting. So, I mean, I'm a regular, so I would like to think if something if it was something was truly an accident that happened, um, you know, they'd probably try to work with me and write it in or something like that. So now, what do you think about next year in the Cowboys? You think you should get rid of a? Uh, do you think you should get rid of your coach? I think we should get rid of Chip Kelly in Philly. I hate that Winnie. Yeah, the, I was gonna say Winnie the Pooh. Chip's got a chip. Winnie the Pooh looking <laughs> mofo. Yeah, Chip's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh he, also kind of took our thing. A little bit of Barney Rubble in there. Yeah, I can see Barney. I might, st- I, you know, what? I might rip that off of you. Yeah, I might, a little I might bit of Barney that, Rubble. That take Barney it. Rubble looking. <laughs> now, what do you think of the Cowboys? Yeah, yeah I gotta say, I gotta admit, Jason Garrett. I think he's just not strong enough. You know, I think he's a little weak. But is it him or is it? Or, I mean, is uh, uh, Jerry's world gonna let anybody else come in that's strong? That, I think that's the problem. That's what happened with Switzer. That's what happened with uh, with uh, with uh. I Parcel think they want somebody and, they can uh, that's not as harsh that that they can kind of. So, and I like Romo, but the problem is Romo is always going to get hurt. It's yeah, a bad getting hurt. You yeah. Know, as you get older, you know, when you yeah. get older, like there's certain things like a knee, you you will always hurt. A yeah. Back. I mean, I I don't I don't, I don't exercise hardly at all. Yeah. And I sometimes I get up from the, the <laughs> yeah make a noise and I'm like, oh my god, my back and Joanne's like, stand up straight. You got you have no core. And yeah. I'm like, what? She goes, you got to walk. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've been walking like this yeah. for 52 years. I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> Jesus God. So uh, so you know the player. Uh, they can probably find that on that was episode seven. Yeah, so they can probably seven. and that that's already aired. Yep, and they can probably on demand. I'm sure on demand, uh-huh. and then and you have a big part. Yeah, and so, huge guest part. So, yeah. And do you get to kill yeah. anybody? I play a bad guy. No, I don't kill anybody. Okay. Now and then uh, the criminalize you're the head of the criminalize yeah. beyond borders. I'm uh, Captain Cedro Peña. Uh, I play a Cuban uh, police captain. And that's gonna be good. Ah, oh, it's really cool. Yeah, I think all my scenes are with Gary Sinise. I mean, awesome. Right. I mean, that's yeah. amazing. It's like, and then so now then then we have Murder in the First, which you start shooting in March. Yeah, It'll be all shot here except a few exteriors. So you get the, yeah, you we'll get go to hang, exactly. You get to hang with the family. Yes, and you can go I'm buying a house right now. It's an escrow. Everybody pay for me. Cool. I'm probably no, no, what made you decide? Just you said. Just well, tonight. it's I've saved up money enough. It's third season, and um, you know I know when I'm making this money. Right. This year, I mean, I know how much money I want to make right. already, at least in the beginning of the year. So, so I'm good. I'm good. 2016. You know, we'll see if I keep it in 2017. <laughs> well, I think I think the show. I think the show will get will go again. I think it's one of those shows people like it. And look, God, you know, I had Philip uh, Philip Pekin from uh, Major Crimes. On. Yeah, he's been I'm, he, from Closer Major Crimes. Oh yeah, that I was know. his fifth acting job. He's done 15 seasons of TV, and that was his fifth acting job. Ah, oh, so man. sometimes, but yeah. I I, th- I think you guys will keep it going. And uh, so yeah, so okay, so give all your give all your social media stuff so that people can find you. Spell yeah. out spell out the cheeky, but yeah, at capital L Chico Boyar. Everybody always because I say at L Chico Boyar, and they just assume it's the E L. Yeah, like El Chico Boyar. El Chico Boyar. So, so at yeah, capital L Chico Boyar. And, and you, Lombardo Boyar is my name. And you respond on to Facebook? Him? I do. I'll respond. Send me a tweet. And you're on Facebook. And I'm you, on Facebook. Post- but yeah, don't, people don't friend them on Facebook if you don't know them. You know, follow them on Twitter. I know, right? I'm yeah, just yeah. saying, like, you don't know them. Like, it's like, and then you sit there and go, oh, well, he never got back to me. Well, because, you know, he doesn't know you. Like, <laughs> unless you send a message like, hey, come do Cooper Talk, then they'll get back to me. But yeah. if I just said, hey, I like your work, they're going to go, okay, they're not going to get back to you. That's yeah. all right. Even and that, it, I try to do. Guys. And it probably goes in the other box. Yeah. You know, if you know about the other if box? You wanna, no, what's the, what's the other box? I'll tell you after, after Oh, that. yeah, show me the other box. It's crazy. No, it's, 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 a, it's a line that if people aren't friends with you, sometimes it, they think it's spam, it just goes into that box and you gotta oh, cool. check it. And you're like, and I found out a guy I went to high school with, his wife was saying, he's my husband's going to be in town. And I got in touch with him, but I wouldn't have known because I never checked the other box. So <laughs> anyway, people, so follow El Chico by R on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, at Cooper Talk. That's at Cooper Talk. Uh, you can also go to my website, coopertalk.net. I have over 450-something episodes up there. Email me, cooper at coopertalk.net. Tell me who you want to see on the show. I'll try to get him. iTunes, Stitcher, you can listen to me there. Type in one word, one word in the search box, Cooper Talk. Or if you have an Android uh, phone or tablet, go to the Google Play Store, 
type in Cooper Talk, one word, download my app, it's free. But do me a favor, if you download it, pop up a uh, five-star uh, five review for me. Because if you don't like my show, you wouldn't be downloading the app. So that means you must like my show because you're downloading the app. So do that. And don't forget <laughs> my book, StopTheSalt.com. It's my uh, low-sodium cooking for one health book. Uh, buy it, StopTheSalt.com. I will sign it for you, and I will send it out to you from my house, but I will not give you my address because I don't want you to know where I live. You can buy it on Amazon. Or you can buy it on Barnes & Noble. But buy it for me. You may, I make more money, and it's all about me making money. So just remember, I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guest. Don't forget, drink your water, eat your vegetables, take your vitamins. I will talk to you guys next week.